Friday, April 23, the 113th day of 2021. There are 252 days left in the year. Good morning, MD, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch on YouTube Live on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Uh, we will also get you ready for a big weekend and uh, the highs of highs and the lows of lows for the BBN yesterday. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. He is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You know that, I'm so happy it's Friday. You are happy? Yes. You know that list that you keep, that bucket list of travel destinations that you keep um, uh, in your phone? Just play along. You yeah. know that one that you okay. have? Yeah. Add Finland to the list because for the fourth year in a row, Finland has earned the ranking as the world's happiest country. With Iceland, Denmark, Switzerland, and the Netherlands not far behind, the United States is 14th. Would you like to visit Finland just to see how happy they are? I would, yeah. I think when you go to Finland and walk around, it's just all a Pharrell Williams video. They just walk around just so. happy like everywhere you <laughs> everywhere you go. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even... Rabbit Flat. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Uh, sure. There's all kinds of news today. Comes at you from all different angles, too. Yeah, yeah uh, there was a lot of news. There was. But by the way, before we move on, Rabbit Flat, can you find it on a map? I what, think I drove through there coming home from Bowling Green last night. You probably, yes. As a matter of fact, you did. So. That, that's right. You can get there a couple I, of different ways, 185 or 187. So, yes. And uh, so you do know where Rabbit Flat I is. I do. Rabbit Flat Road, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Very good. I see you. You got all those I geographic things. I passed my things. geography test today. <laughs> yes, you've, uh, you, <laughs> you, you passed your geography quiz for that your Friday. That was my best so subject can, in school. So it was your was, best? Yes. Okay, I don't doubt so. that. Are you languishing? Beej, are you languishing? Do you know? I'm not sure. Languishing is the new buzzword for where we are in the pandemic. This time last year, we were still very fearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there were stages. There were there was apathy. There was resilience. There was defiance. There was um, there. There were periods of euphoria. 
you know, like vaccinate, so we get to do things, we take steps of returning to normalcy, but we're in the languishing phase because we can't get back to normal and we're not where we were. And so this is just kind of, we have this, we have this go, don't go, start, start, then stop type of feeling. So now that I've identified it as a buzzword, Miss Buckles, do you feel like you're kind of languishing? Probably so. Sam, do you have a languishing sensation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's kind of hard to put it into words, kind of where we're at. It's almost a numb feeling in a way. There are enough normal things that you go, okay, well, I don't feel like I'm completely locked I mean, down, but I also don't have complete freedom of movement either. I was going to say, there's very few things that you can that you can not do right now. I mean, yes, everything's kind of limited, but at the same time, I mean, for the most part, you can do almost anything as far as things that have opened up and so on. I mean, there's some things that are limited, but... But everything's got strings attached, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the... When can we cut... When can we cut the strings loose? Like, that's, I think, what we're all kind of looking forward to. Uh, Cloudy is going to... Clouds are going to rule much of the day today. We're going to have a rainy Saturday be prepared for up to a half inch of rain tomorrow and probably just be spread over the entire day. But Derby Week sounds nice. We'll see warm next week with highs in the 70s and 80s. We might get a little bit of rain for Thurby, but uh, otherwise it's looking pretty good right now. The exit of that system will be key on how the Oaks and the Derby turn out. But right now things are looking Favorable, mostly cloudy and 65 for today, so warmer than yesterday, but then just be prepared after tonight's scattered showers and 50. We'll see rain and 55 tomorrow, 100% chance of rain for this Saturday. And then if you're looking, you'll see late Wednesday into Thursday some more rain. But uh, right now, Derby Day looking, um, Oaks and Derby Day looking maybe a few degrees cooler than you might like, but certainly not going to be hot by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, SpaceX successfully launching four astronauts for it's a it was a milestone early this morning because it was the first time humans had been launched into space on a reusable capsule so this is the same capsule that took uh bob and doug to the international space station last summer and it's doug's wife is one of the astronauts and there was a, a neat, heartwarming story about them trading places, and they have a son, and he says, I'm next. You know, so his, now his mom and dad have both been to the International Space Station, and he says, next time it's my turn to go. So, you know, keep working hard, and uh, probably probably you will. But just kind of it's a you know, innovation in space travel. They used a Falcon rocket to get them out of Earth's orbit, and they'll arrive at the International Space Station uh, tomorrow morning. Uh Beach, were you surprised that I didn't set an alarm to wake up to see this? Because it was at 4.49 Central Time was the launch. Um, yes and no. Where, where was it? Was it from Cape Canaveral? <laughs> yes. Yeah and, yeah, and it was available. You could watch the, it on YouTube. Yeah, this is so his deal. Uh-huh. But, but that's awfully early. Yes, it is. It's it's awfully early for me. So my point is, is that you saw where my caving point was. Well, I'll only miss it by an hour, and then I can just rewind it on the right. DVR. I can and go just, back. I can, I can just pretend like. So I didn't have to sacrifice <laughs> sleep for the enjoyment of seeing it, but I also did miss out on shared experience. I'm a... There's something that I love about shared experience that we've that you get from a sporting event that we've lost when it comes to entertainment. 
It used to be on entertainment, whether it was the finale of MASH or whether it was the finale of Friends or whatever it was or Seinfeld, you knew that so many Americans were doing the same thing at the same exact time. And you went to work or school the next day and said, hey, did you see and wasn't it great win and all that. And we don't really have that so much anymore, except in sports. Mm -hmm. And so that was my that was my only dilemma about this morning is a lot of space enthusiasts are wide awake and watching this. Some of the photography from Florida and Georgia was phenomenal. People from South Carolina that were able to see this bright light in the sky as um, they went into outer space. But nonetheless, uh, D.C. statehood approved by the House and a Senate fight is looming. I will tell you. I, I have uh, – my immediate turn is, no, D.C. should not be the 51st state. Then I say, well, the because some people say the framers of the Constitution didn't intend for the District of Columbia to be a state. It's our nation's capital. So then a person will argue and they'll say, yeah, but they only considered 13 states. When they created the Constitution, and so 13 turned into 14, 14 to 15, and now we got to 50. And I say, yes, okay, I get that. But I can see where Puerto Rico should be the 51st state before Washington, D.C. should, because I still think that Washington, D.C. was designed as the should be the Switzerland of our country that operates independent of any of the particular states. So these United States of America need a hub in that wheel that is not the property of one of the states. So I am against D.C. statehood, especially if it's just being done in order to skew the math into the favor of the current majority. But I can argue both sides of the issue if we... If it comes down to it. If you hear there's a debate on this issue, Sam, just let me know and I'll, 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 I'll drop I'll, in. I'll pass along the... I, I don't care which side of the argument it is. I'll pick up the... Although I have revealed how I really feel, haven't I? But, I mean, yeah. to work in radio, you kind of got to be able to argue both sides of anything, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah. So, we're good at that. Yeah, you're going to try. 628 new COVID-19 cases confirmed over the previous 24 hours. Uh, officials reported, though, eight coronavirus deaths. That's three of those eight were audit deaths. So brings our toll to 6381, but it's nice to see single digits in the fatalities from COVID. The rolling seven-day positivity rate fell slightly, and for the fifth straight day, down back to 3.36. Hospitalizations increased a little bit. Uh, patients on a ventilator rose by three people to 55. So one almost 1.7 million vaccinations now, at least first dose, are fully vaccinated. What we saw, and that's what the uh, governor's messaging is and will continue to be. It's what uh, Public Health Director Josh Embry's message was on Shop Local Litchfield last hour. For those of you that heard that, it was really just geared at those people who, if you if you haven't been vaccinated yet, then you have you are showcasing that you have strong, mild, or some level of hesitation or concern about taking the opportunity. At one point in time, a lot of us were saying, well, it's not my turn yet. You know, it's, it's not available yet. It's not my turn yet. I'm waiting my turn. Well, now the turn is for everyone 16 and over. 
and there's half million doses on hand and appointments are going unfilled. So there's no there's no log jam. So if you haven't been vaccinated, then clearly you've got some type of reason for not doing so. And so that's where the messaging from public health is going to be now in the coming days, because we will not reach herd immunity at just hovering at 50 percent of people being vaccinated, according to health officials, if you believe if you believe their math. So just be prepared that that's that's what you're going to hear is the old proverbial preaching to the choir. They're not going to be preaching to people who have been vaccinated now. They're just going to focus solely on people who are opting not to for whatever reason. And again, I, I, I respect those uh, reasons, but I think what you're going to hear is public health saying and health officials saying we're not getting out of this until we protect the herd. And so the longer you hold out, you're just prolonging. But can we get a second one? Because I, I saw the I saw the video think that was going viral where it's like someone was joking that they get all five of the vaccines and it's like the Avengers movie where you're, you're now immune to everything. So is that kind of the thing? I, I've really liked the memes of that if you had done this in the 80s. Oh, drank from a garden hose or something like that. Right. All the things that we did before we knew better then you're immune you know it's and there i think there's a certain level of truth to that i think i have a thank you god for a really strong immune system uh, as a result of doing some of those things a litchfield woman has been arrested for stealing tens of thousands of dollars in cash and lottery tickets from a local business the lpd has arrested 33 year old donna clark charged her with theft by unlawful taking and first degree unlawful access to a computer According to the LPD, over an extended period of time, Clark stole $40,000 in cash and lottery tickets from Center Court Food Mart, where she worked as a manager. Smith said Clark, uh, Kevin Smith, the detective on the case, said Clark altered documents to facilitate the ongoing crime. Aiding Clark was the pandemic, and the business's owner attributed the drop in revenue to the health crisis. She was arrested on Tuesday uh, on the strength of an indictment warrant lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center, but uh, I think this story says no longer listed as an as an inmate. I guess the pandemic. Listen, the pandemic gave cover to a lot of people to do a lot of different things. If if uh, she's guilty of this, whether it's false unemployment claim billings or whether it's uh, you know theft or um, whatever it might have been, we're probably going to learn about a lot of these later. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. Um, now that we'll have a, you know, now we'll have more time to look back and, and focus on it. A man brandishing a rifle and being aggressive has been shot by his mother during an altercation in Hart County. Yesterday afternoon, about 1245, troopers were dispatched to Hammondsville Road, which is uh, southeast of Bonneville, to a domestic disturbance between a mother and her adult son. In the initial call to 911, the mother told dispatchers that her son had possession of a rifle and was being physically aggressive toward her. A physical altercation between the two ensued with the man shot by his mother. Police did not offer details on the shooting. The man was airlifted to UofL Hospital, where police said he's in stable condition. No arrests have been made. Ooh. I'm not getting in the middle of that. I don't know any of the particulars. So I'm no. Gonna... I, I read the headline yesterday. I saw it from a different agency and was a little confused. Like, wow, this is, I don't know. Clearly Mama won. Yes. Oh, no doubt. I, uh, don't uh, screw with Mama. Of all the things I don't know from the story, I think my takeaway can be. Don't mess with Mama. Mama won. <laughs> son, son zero. Unless 
the score was already established from previous, like, here, here's what I will tell you. Again, I don't know the particulars of this story, but lean in, folks. I'm going to, I've got groundbreaking news here. I would bet a large sum of money, if I were into that type of thing, this is not mama and son's first disagreement. That's probably a safe assumption. Bold statement there, isn't that? Here I am out here on a limb making such a bold statement that prob- probably, probably not their first disagreement. Unemployment rates fell in 81 of Kentucky's 120 counties between March 20 and March 21. The jobless rates rose in 31 counties, stayed the same in eight counties. The state's lowest jobless rates were in Oldham, Todd, and Woodford counties. Next were Logan, Shelby, Spencer, and Washington counties. Uh, some of the highest counties, McGoffin was the highest. Harlan, Martin, Breathitt, Leslie, Carter, Lewis, Menifee, Elliott, and Johnson counties. Uh, you know, so we got these numbers and then still continuing to see people, businesses, begging for people to come to work. You know, I saw a report yesterday of a local business that had to close because they couldn't get, I don't know if, I I haven't verified that, but I'm seeing different reports of this, not just locally, but there's just too much money being hand and shoved in people's faces, creating a complete lack of incentive for them to do anything, to, to do anything productive, you know, to go be contributors to society. And we already had had eliminated a lot of the incentive uh, incentive to work hard, but in this COVID world, it just we may have gone round the bend, as they say. I mean, we just created this attitude that somebody will take care of me, and I don't. I'm not quite sure how we how we flip the script on that. You know, I just, I'm not sure the Kentucky state fair will be open to the public this year. The state fair board voted yesterday to hold the event August 19th through 29th. According to a statement uh, that came out yesterday, tickets will go on sale in July. So that's uh, again, maybe that'll help get us out of the languishing and get us to uh, something else. Read a story yesterday about $23 million in state funds, helping to improve roads near schools. Sure, you can research that if you need to. The KCTCS has hired from within their next president. They have hired Paul Zarapata. He's been serving as the interim president since October. Prior to that, he was a vice president and chief information officer over their 16 colleges and the Versailles office. He's just the third KCTCS president, by the way, uh, which was created by the General Assembly in 1997. Michael McCall and Jay Box were his predecessors, and now he's the third KCTCS president. So obviously we have a campus here locally that's affiliated with uh, in that system. Yesterday was a really... Roller coaster day for the University of Kentucky, or more commonly um, the BBN. Even going back to earlier in the week um, when Drake Jackson and Landon Young appeared on KSR and did their one hour and kind of re- recap on their career. Hey, listen, I, I just I'm 
complete continue to be so proud of both those young men, but also especially of uh, one week till they find out too. Drafts next of week. Landon. The uh, the draft is next week. Going to be a lot of Kentucky kids that are going to be drafted, uh, most likely including those two. Although some can make an argument, you might be better off to go undrafted because then you get to control your destiny a little bit better if you're going to be in some of those later rounds. But that's conversation for another day. But then we're hearing, you know, Joel Justice and Tony Barbie, and they'll be leaving, and who might be coming in. Uh, there's are they or aren't they type of thing. Uh, is Orlando Antigua coming back? Yes, he is. Wait, Illinois counters. Maybe he's not coming back. Is one is uh, one of the Harrison twins going to come in? Is Brad Calipari a grad assistant? You've got all this going on. And then, hey, volleyball tonight. Yeah, Lady Cats, volleyball, first Final Four. They win. Huge celebration. But then right as the celebration for the volleyball team is happening, Huge tragedy for the basketball community and for the University of Kentucky when we find out that Terrence Clark, who just recently left the University of Kentucky, also preparing for his professional career, perishes at the age of 19 in an automobile accident in California yesterday. He had just signed with an agent the day before, kind of getting his, you know, a plan for his life going forward. And, you know, I don't know all the particulars, but it happened at an intersection there. I saw police dispatchers report that there might have been speeding. Don't know all the particulars, but the takeaway is a a life cut short. 19 years in, old. In a moment. Heartbreaking. And, and you know, I, I want to tell people, listen, this happens to 19-year-olds everywhere, you know, and it, and it is tragic when it happens to any family. But... When you're part of something like the University of Kentucky that has so many people paying attention, and it's a big family, if you think about it, and it try to try to you know try to really care for one another, to look out for one another, it hurts when you find out that something like this has happened, whether you knew them or not. You just grieve for the family, and it is just a tragedy that you hear. So it was hard. It was hard to be happy for the volleyball team last night. Because of the sudden news that you knew the basketball family was grieving. And then you heard that B.J. Boston was in the car behind him. Yeah, he was him. in the car behind him. So and he can you saw imagine that all happen. watching it's that? Completely tragic That's, yesterday. It's so. horrible. you got to get to a break. We'll come back. We've got plenty more on the way here on the Friday edition of In the Know. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Today is Cherry Cheesecake Day. You like cheesecake? You like cherry cheesecake or you just like the regular traditional cheesecake the best? I love cheesecake, but yeah, I like plain. I don't need the cherry on top. Okay. Sam, where are you on cheesecake? If you're giving me a list of desserts, it's 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 way down there. Way down, really? way down okay. there. Yeah, just uh, cream cheese. I don't know. I feel like it needs to be savory, not sweet. It's English language day today. Uh, thank goodness for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, use it a lot. Have a hard time adapting without it. Of course, if I'd never, if it had never existed, then I would have never used it. So I'd had to do something else. It is t- uh, talk like Shakespeare day today. So here are a few tips. Um, Instead of you, say thou. Instead of y'all, say thee. Uh, Thy, thine, ye are all good. Uh, Men are sirrah, ladies are mistress, and you call all your friends cousin. Hmm. And then start all your phrases with methinks. 
Methinks I shall dine on lunch. I like that. Can we keep that? You can. Mayhaps. <laughs> In sooth. Wherefore. I like wherefore art thou. Uh, tomorrow, though, let's move on to something important. Tomorrow's pigs in a blanket day, and I picked up the groceries yesterday, and there wasn't nary a pigs in the blanket ingredient in there, so it apparently slipped our minds. Clearly. Um, Sunday is plumber's day, so don't do crack. <laughs> uh, you know how you celebrate plumber's day on Sunday. You, How's that? You drop your pants by two inches. <laughs> you, wear your, you wear your pants two inches low on plumber's day. It's Gotta have them though. Also, <laughs> yes, it's also hairstylist appreciation day on Sunday, and it's Crayola day mm-hmm. on Sunday as well. Uh, there are people like me who have taken advantage of the. I'm such a bad son. Uh, the extended IRS personal filing <laughs> tax return deadline. Um. I'm such a disappointment, but I have used it. And so I was researching as I prepare to make the May 15th deadline. I ran across a list of questions for the tax man. This is, this is for the IRS. Now I would use my dad, of course, or his firm as an advocate, as my representative to help. Yes. And to help me field these questions. But these are more directly for the internal revenue service. Um, what is the best detergent for laundering money? Mm. I feel like if anyone knows, the IRS knows what detergent you Bounce. use. To Bounce checks I mean, and if everything. If you trying to launder checks, that might <laughs> I mean, be. But the, um, the best one I got. Yeah. When they tell me what I owe, I think I could ask them and say, what did you do with the money I gave you last year? Because I think I could make a case and say you were wasteful, therefore you you shouldn't really get any any more. Um, and then if my dog does his business in the basement, can I deduct that as an office expense? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, and then, like with a lot of other things, I think I would finally ask the IRS, can you remove me from your mailing list? Oh, amen. <laughs> Although there have been many Americans, when the Treasury has been doing their work over the last 18 months, that uh, they were glad that they knew where they lived in order to be able to deliver it's a double-edged the, sword. the Biden bucks and the Trump bucks. Yes, that's right. It cuts both ways. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes Depends it's Depends what you're it's asking bad. for. The great work-from-home experiment occasioned by the pandemic has divided opinion into the corporate suite and sparked endless debates about whether employees work as effectively from the kitchen table as they do from the office. And a new study finds that, in fact, remote work does indeed make us more productive. The work-from-home boom will lift productivity in the U.S. economy by 5%, mostly because of savings in commuting time. The findings suggest the rapid adoption of new technology amid the pandemic will offer lasting economic gains, helping to boost sluggish productivity that has long weighed on global growth. I've said it a couple of times here. I mean, my dad works for a corporation in downtown Cincinnati, and they, right at the start of the pandemic, started working from home, and they're not sure that they're ever going to go back. 
because what he'd usually have to go down two floors, you know, to go talk to Bill or whatever, he can hop on a Zoom call and have him in 30 seconds and ask the quick question and then you're done. Yep. Um, you know, there have been more conference calls. You know, there are times I'll have Google Meets that are just audio because you can invite three or four people to have a conversation. It's kind of like standing around the water cooler. The audio is good. You don't have to worry about it sounding like it's over a phone line. And so there, there, there are some definite upsides. There are some downsides as well, but there are some definite upsides. But proof that productivity, which is what employers, you know, are are really supposed to be watching out for if just eliminating some of this uh, commute will make us more productive, then it will be a net gain. But I do, I am fearful for people who have investments in like things like REITs. So real, real estate investment trusts where your, your portfolio Maybe you own a skyscraper or a portion of a skyscraper in Chicago. Well, if all of the industry, all of the tenants of that building send all of their employees home, you're sitting here with basically a big statue mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. not a good way to repurpose. There won't be enough people that then say, well, I'm going to work from home. We'll just convert this office to a home. So if you're in the commercial real estate business, I I think that there's a rocky road ahead from an investment standpoint. Well, I think like my dad works in a 26-floor building, and I think he said that only a couple of floors are even there now. Sure. So what are they going to do with the other 20 floors of the building? And what about the parking attendants? And what about the people who clean the building? And what about the utility taxes that don't get paid because of the... You don't think about parking garages. I think he had to pay like $50 a month to park in his garage. So it's it's those little investments. that That's another thing that he's happy about, that he's saved that money that he doesn't have to pay. Yeah, we were at UK Chandler Hospital. And how, do you remember how much they told you the employees have to pay to park at the hospital? Oh, I don't. Do you? It was, seemed like it was seven or $800 a yes. year or something like yes. that. Well, that they, that's they pretty were, close to what my dad said. I think their it was like $50 a month or so, something like that. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Ten years from now, it's going to be interesting to see, to look back and see from a where we work and from our productivity standpoint, it'll be, you know, we'll be somewhere. I'm not sure where it will be, but it'll be interesting to look back to today and this time and go, well, that's kind of where it all started. So. And will education be that way? I don't know. Krispy Kreme is bringing back strawberry glaze. And Alea Elizabeth is super excited. (laughs) She loves strawberry. And Krispy Kreme's original glazed donut is the closest thing, many say, to perfection. But uh, they are bringing back strawberry glaze. It was first available last year. And the changeup was dubbed the glaze craze of 2020. Now, participating Krispy Kreme shops in the United States starting April 26th, so you have the weekend to mentally prepare yourself. The strawberry glaze will be available in two different donut options, a simple strawberry glaze donut that replaces the original glaze with fresh strawberry flavor, and the strawberry cream-filled donut, which will feature the strawberry glaze on the outside, strawberry cream filling on the inside. See, I've never seen a donut, a cream-filled donut, where the center wasn't yeah. what was filled. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I don't know that I have either. This is a cream horn in donut form. Mm-hmm. So imagine a round cream horn 
That's where they've put the filling is inside the donut, not inside the hole. And I thought, well, I mean, I, I, we're we're reusing spacecraft <laughs> and sending them to the International <laughs> Space Station. We're injecting donuts with cream. It's, I drove past there last night, and the, the light was on, and it took everything to not swing in there. I used to live right across the street. It was it was dangerous. Huh. It was dangerous. Yeah, I could tell you gained all that weight oh, yeah. from living mm-hmm. next to a Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are not a sweet eater. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, that'd be me. One of you that is not. Um, and I know you're not a big red sauce person. Nope. But you are a mac and cheese person. Yes. How would you feel about lasagna mac? I would have to know what the base is. Well, there's the base. There's the picture. <laughs> there's a, it looks like a lasagna sandwich, mm. and and mac and yeah. cheese is I mean, the filling. I would filling. try it. It looks like a lasagna, but one of the layers is mac and cheese. Yes. Kind of thing, so. Stouffer's has announced a new microwave dinner combination that combines lasagna with macaroni and cheese. It's called lasagna mac, and it's exactly what it sounds like. A lasagna with a layer of mac and cheese in the middle. Stouffer's is describing it as the ultimate comfort food. Yeah, I'm going with no. I mean, I would try it, but. I do love their mac and cheese. You like they, Stouffer's mac and yes, cheese? they do have they, good. They, they have really good yeah, mac and cheese. I agree with that. I, I don't really like their tomato sauce, though. So. Yeah. Right? Um, huh. But you like tomato sauce in general. You there's don't only really one. like that. There's really only one that I, that I like, and it's nice and smooth and. Um, I'm very, very picky on it because I don't like my tomatoes because I hate the texture. It's safe to say you're sort of picky in general when it comes to food. Uh, sometimes. Depends on the day. I'll eat casseroles and everything. Well, yeah, at least. And you like beans other than jelly. (laughs) Yeah, except lima. All right, Adele will really tell us. What I even like the black not. jelly beans. Sometimes. She'll let us know. Ah, very good. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. That entertainment news, chart toppers, two point to ponder, pearl of wisdom before the show is over here on In the Know. Did you know? Tina Turner has taken the lead in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fan vote. She is edged out the Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, and Foo Fighters so far for the fan vote. Tina Turner over Foo Fighters? Yes. Well, I guess if I'm sitting in this seat, I have to be a a big Tina Turner fan, right? Do I have to take that role? Well, yeah, probably. Foo Fighters. Listen. If you, I, I stumbled oh, on this. Oh, Have you seen her movie or her? Was it on HBO? Was it good? When I heard this in the movie, in the documentary, it's so Tina Turner. I couldn't figure out how do I know this song. What is this song? And then I said, you dummy, that's the Beatles' help. Like, how can you take one of the most iconic Beatles songs and make it so your own that people hear it and go, that's a Tina Turner song? So this was, she did this as a studio cut on the Private Dancer album, but it never got released as a single. 
but she does it or did it in her live show. And it is just so good. Get it, Tina. And I hope she, uh, Foo Fighters will have plenty of time to get in. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I have nothing against Tina Turner at all. I just, I like You uh, might want to be careful. Oh, I know. I'm not, uh, (laughs) I I don't need. Tina's very popular. Oh, I, yeah. So are the Foo Fighters. With a lot, with a lot of people. Foo Fighters, they'll have their time to get in. We need to, we need to get Tina in the hall while Tina can still get. Well, I guess Foo Fighters in a way is already, because I'm sure Nirvana's in there, so I guess. Dave Grohl's already had his day somehow, it hasn't he? We need to get Tina in the hall while Tina can still get in the hall. Y- you feeling me, dog? <laughs> she's not that old, is she? Mm, she's she's older than you might imagine. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, I've I've seen her, her journey. Um, Have you seen her live? No, I've never seen her live. I don't guess I'll ever. I mean, uh, well, I just saw her live she's 81. on my, my computer screen. Yeah, it's... Uh, she was on with CBS Sunday Morning sometime last year too. She's she's a good interview. Uh, the Oscars are this weekend. That's what I was going to give you, as far as the did you know was uh, some of the Oscars data. But I got so excited about sharing Tina Turner's version of the Beatles' "Help" with you that uh, I, I I lost my mind. That's really what happened. I just <laughs> uh, I I blew a gasket. Uh, the Oscar, the statue, is. Um, the trophy costs about six hundred dollars. It's priceless to someone who wins it, but they cost six hundred dollars to make. They make plates for the Oscars for every nominee, so that the plate maker doesn't know who won. Hmm. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? I'd like to know what happened to the I was unused watching, plates. And a similar thing. I was watching a video about the NFL. You know how when they when the players get drafted and they come up on stage and their name is on the back of the jersey. Yeah. I was reading uh, something about the guy whose job is to put the players' names on the back of the jerseys. I wonder how quickly he has to do that. Three or they minutes. Have a jersey for, oh, they got three, three minutes. minutes. Wow. Three minutes. I so guess he gets to why... know before anyone else. And that's why awesome. you, it always says the pick is in for three minutes because it takes him three minutes. To, <laughs> that's to put the guy. It the it's yes. the stitcher. Yes, the guys. And I, I found so it really interesting. I was like, that's I never really thought about though. it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. The swag bags that you get at the Oscars this year are worth two hundred five thousand dollars each. Oh my! Okay. Wow. There's a lot going on. There is all kinds <laughs> of stuff in there. I was I looking mean, at it a little earlier, and I it's. Uh, I don't, yeah, of course, you know, anything the people at the Oscars there, a lot of them are influencers. So they're trying to, you know, put their products um, in their lives. So they'll maybe talk about them or use them. Katy Perry is fueling Vegas residency rumors with a new ad featuring Luke Bryan, Carrie Underwood and Celine Dion. We're going to go see Katy Perry in residence in Las Vegas. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. Okay. You're prophesying. All right. I'm prophesying that's going to happen. All right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is endorsing LeVar Burton as the permanent Jeopardy host. I'm not going to do that until I see LeVar, LeVar Burton host. I think he'd be great. I think he'll be great, but I'm not going to assume that. They're going to have some other people who are going to give it a try. We talked about Joe Buck. LeVar Burton's going to get a chance to uh, to test and, drive and you it. said Aaron Rodgers is the best so far, right? So far, Aaron Rodgers has, is the best. Anderson Katie Cooper Couric- is not too bad, but Anderson Cooper is so nasally. I can't stand it. Has Katie Couric done it yet? Yes. Okay. Oh, oh some... I can't stand her. Yeah, Katie Carrick, was, she did a, she did an okay job. Aaron mm. Rodgers is the best. Uh, Muppets creator Jim Henson is getting a Disney biopic called Muppet Man. That 
uh, I will certainly watch that. And then for those of us who who grew up, who were born in the 70s, growing up in the 80s. What you doing? Because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny. But yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, Sad well, news. Shock G. Digital Underground's frontman, the rapper, passed at age 57. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with an Humpty. Yo, ladies. Yeah, I think I think I can do all of the... I think I can do all of the lyrics, Here's the thing. I'm close. Yeah. But I know that you can... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that you can do it. The author of the Humpty Dance. So he... Uh, goes on in at 8.57. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky, USA. 104.9 FM. The Twin Lakes Best Man. K105. Your news. Together we can do anything. We believe in. Point to ponder for today. I feel like this may launch into a big, huge discussion. Dare I say, even a debate. Uh, <laughs> what's the best flavor of ice cream? Butter pecan. Oh. Sam, I can't believe you just said that. Wow. Is that, is that the correct answer? Yep. Up high. Are you saying that too? Yes. Wow. I'm impressed. Well, okay. well what would you have chosen sh- for me? Show's over. Well, because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> all right. It's Shows easy. Over. I mean, I set, drop the mic. I set this up to have a big debate. <laughs> we all three say butter pecan. And I, the thing is, I can't tell you the last time I had butter pecan. Oh, it's been but, a while. But kids, let me tell you. The reason butter pecan is the best ice cream. I love Oreo. I love Reese's. I love, like, I, I love chocolate chip. I love, like, I like lots of different types of ice cream. I even like vanilla. You say, okay, this is vanilla ice cream. Neapolitan? Yeah, uh, yeah when I need a choice. But the yeah. thing is, I will tell you that if I'm eating Neapolitan. Princess Tiana says it's her favorite as well. Really? <gasps> wow. Okay. Somebody. You know, the building. Where's the Swans, yes. man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they used to have these big buckets of ice cream. Uh, but the reason, kids, that butter pecan is the best is because you let the ice cream melt. And you're left with a wonderful snack at the end. You take a bite of butter pecan ice cream. You let the ice cream melt. And then you crunch the pecans. That's the best way to do it. That's not how I do mine. Hmm. Well, I don't you, let you, might be, you might be doing it wrong. I, I eat it too quick to, to let it <laughs> <even> melt. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just The thing is, though, if I go to an ice cream restaurant, though, a place, you know, to order ice cream, I don't ask for it. I take the ones I know they've got cookies and cream or I know they've got whatever. But uh, when you get butter pecan, you go, oh, that's good. Honorable mention for me would be, is it Americone Dream? It's a Ben & Jerry's flavor. I don't know if it's Stephen Colbert's or Jimmy Fallon, one of them. They, you know how they... Put their names on that. Americone Dream is what it is, or something <laughs> along the lines of that. It's got ice cream cones in it, like cut up, and it's it's pretty good. Okay, so there's the cones. So cones in, in the, the ice cream. cream. So mm-hmm. it's like the crunchy. Mm-hmm. I can see that being all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's chocolate covered cones too. So it's yeah. it's good. Wow, butter pecan. Okay, I didn't realize we were all in such uh, 
an accord. So did I. Uh, I was also going to tell you that James Corden got in trouble, almost got in trouble. He uh, Something came up about James Corden and them going to stay at Oprah's house and during his monologue. So he grabbed his phone out of his pocket and called Oprah. And But she didn't answer and he left a voicemail. But he almost, he had to turn it down. But she de- she doesn't have it set up to an outgoing message. It doesn't say, hi, it's Oprah. It's, you've reached 310272. <laughs> and so he almost gave everyone watching his show Oprah's cell phone number. Can you imagine? That would have been awesome. I'd have texted. <laughs> <laughs> Me hey, too, hey. Get her on the show. Hey, Harpo. Exactly. Uh, on television tonight on HBO, the season two premiere of A Black Lady Sketch Show. I missed season one, but hopefully I won't be too lost. Uh, tomorrow on Lifetime, some high-quality, wholesome entertainment. On Lifetime, a movie called My Husband's Killer Girlfriend. Oh, my. It's always uplifting and wholesome. It probably comes on right after, uh, what, Touch by an Angel? <laughs> and then uh, on the Hallmark Channel, Hearts Down Under. Hearts Down Under? Hearts Down Under. Yep. Would you... Would you believe there's an Australian influence in it? (laughs) I'd be shocked to find that out. The Academy Awards are on Sunday and then on Biography. It's on ABC. So how are they doing Idol? Maybe Idol's not until Monday this week when we find out who's making it back into the competition. Who's is ABC got the Oscars? ABC has the Oscars. Who's even hosting? Uh, No one. Oh, that's right. It's that hosting by committee thing, and then they're they're shooting it like it's a like it's a movie instead of a award shows are over. And then on A&E, biography, Rowdy Roddy Piper, one of the greatest, greatest villains in wrestling history, will be featured on biography. I Listen, I, I, need to, I, I really feel like I need to offer a confession. I watched the Stone Cold Steve Austin biography from last week on A&E. I was never into, mm-hmm. never into wrestling. So. I was for a, well, not really into it, but I watched enough. There know. was a period, thanks to Steve Austin, and yeah. this is the time when you got into it, right after that, when The Rock got over, that everyone, it didn't matter who you were, wrestling was on your radar. Yeah. There was a period of time for the WWF then, the WWE now, that that period of history will never happen again, but it became such part of the of the culture that you couldn't avoid it even people who weren't wrestling fans knew what austin 316 was absolutely and then that paved the way for the rock and it's a really neat story in that biography of what austin did for dwayne johnson to help catapult him and now look at the rock now i mean goodness gracious john cena too i mean he's in a lot yes and but he was kind of there john cena has he he has the Austin and he well he has everybody in wrestling history to thank, but Hulk he Hogan. was kind of there where it's like well things are kind of simmering down. He he was not catapulted to the level that The Rock was because of and really because of Austin. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to watch Rowdy Roddy Piper. can tell television must be really bad right now i'm watching hustle and toe <laughs> watch the stone called steve austin i might need to look and see if i can find an episode over the weekend <laughs> report back 
Please do. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1969, Sirhan. Sirhan was sentenced to death for assassinating Robert F. Kennedy. William Shakespeare died this day in 1616. Cesar Chavez died this day in 1993. Uh, the first YouTube video was posted this day in 2005. Me at the Zoo. It was about, what, 16, 18 seconds of your YouTube founder, uh, Jawad Karim, had posted it. Just imagine where we'd be without it. Right? Well, I mean, it's so, amazing I mean, the really? things that I, I'll go on there. You know, how do I – and then insert anything. How do I retrieve an earring from uh, the sink? Really? That's the last thing I – no. <laughs> the last thing I YouTubed was Tina Turner's help. But the previous thing before that was probably – And plus, you can always watch K105 Digital Productions on YouTube. That's the real reason for it, you right? Know K, you know YouTube is popular when I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or some would say they've shown everything if you're on it. Well, we were at a game last week, and one of the umpires came up and said, Hey, I've seen you guys on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard to get on YouTube. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, we better get to chart toppers because I'm almost out of time. I'm really already out of time and over. There were some really good birthdays and celebrity birthdays, too. Sorry. You can probably look those up on your own. You can probably search for a YouTube video that tells you whose birthday it is today. No, I'm, I'm sure. But probably don't do that every day or I'll feel like you won't need me anymore. Hank Williams, senior number one, Your Cheating Heart, 1953. My favorite use of this song was in the either the Pepsi or Coca-Cola commercial where they were doing a video expose on the Pepsi truck driver drinking Coca-Cola. Okay. <laughs> Good. Let's go to 19. <sighs> My chart topper's busted again. Let's go to. <laughs> Did you give it a kick? 19. I would give it a thump more than I would probably give it a kick. Let's go to 1962. Well, when, I uh, give up. Earlier in the week, the sheriff, he <laughs> he said he would sing them for me when, when my chart topper machine was busted. You know better than that. Uh, but then when I asked him to, he, he refused. D.D. Sharp, Mashed Potato was number one in 62. Ocean, Put Your Hand in the Hand in 71. Billy Preston and Cy Rita with You, I'm Born Again in 80. Funky Cold Medina, Tone Loke in 89. Oh. Can't believe we missed that one. And it goes a little something like this. The sheriff probably does know how to do Funky Cold Medina. Next time he's in, we'll have to we'll have to see that. He also didn't he didn't he say he was going to dance as well? Yes, he, he did. did. Mm-hmm. And when and I said okay, I mean we we could take an extra like thirty this. seconds and see this, Get he it. he again refused. Ballet dance. Hi. Yes. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Bye bye, Jody Messina, number one in ninety eight. Akon Don't Matter in 07, and Megan Trainer No was number one five years ago today. Cool Go home, find my delicious vinyl tank top, put it on, and be Tone Loke all day today. 
MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Stop arguing about it, what it means to be a good man or good woman and be one. Stop arguing about what it means to be a good man or, go- or woman and be one. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA, 104.9 FM, the Twin Lakes Best Mix.